Welcome to According to the Scriptures, where doing things according to God's Word is of eternal importance to us. I'm Kyle Webb, your host, and I'm glad that you are here. Today is a special lesson of sorts. I want to share with you my story of conversion, from where I came to become a Christian, in hopes that it will help you in comparing your own story of conversion to the scriptures, and to make sure that what you have done to obey the gospel is actually according to God's word. You see, no matter where we are in our spiritual walk, we had to begin somewhere. And I remember always being taught in preaching school to take someone from where they are and bring them to where they need to be. And so it is important for each of us to know exactly from where we have come to become a Christian in order that we might teach others what they need to do to become Christians as well. Now, my background may not be the same as yours, and that's okay. Maybe you come from a a different background entirely, and that's okay. As long as we come to become Christians according to what the Bible teaches. To begin, I was raised in the church. I was raised in the churches of Christ. I was not raised in a denominational setting. I am not from the world in the sense that there are some that come from the world that do not know God and they do not know Christ. I was not even what we would call a prodigal son, like we read of in Luke chapter 15. I didn't leave the church and come back. I didn't leave my home or my family and and come back desiring to be in a right relationship with God. That's not my background at all. And again, maybe you can identify with that. Maybe you have a similar background than I do. Maybe you don't, but I'll tell you my story, and again, I want you to compare it to your own story, and especially to compare it to scriptures. I obeyed the gospel at the age of 14, on a Monday, August 31st of 1998. My grandfather was an elder in the church, my dad was a deacon, Uh, My mom had been uh, a member of the church all of her life, pretty much, uh, from the time that she was young and obeyed the gospel to adulthood and to being my mother. And so that was kind of the the background that I had. My my grandparents and my parents were both very involved in the church. And uh, I'm sure that had a great difference, uh, made a great difference in my own life. You see, I had been taught the truth from the time that I was very young 
to the age of 14 when I actually obeyed the gospel. I had been taught what the Bible teaches us to do to become Christians. Going back to the day of Pentecost, I I was taught of Peter's sermon to the Jews who had crucified Jesus. I was taught how in verse 36 of Acts chapter 2, he says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He spoke unto them Jesus. And when he did so, I again was taught how they heard what he had to say. Those that were present on the day of Pentecost, they questioned, they said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? And I was taught what he told them. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I remember when I made that great decision to become a Christian that my dad pulled me aside into a a separate room in our house, into his den. And I remember him speaking to me about these things. And I remember him asking me the question, why do you want to be baptized? And I told him exactly what I had been taught that I needed to be baptized for the remission of my sins. Now, maybe it was that you were baptized. Maybe you were baptized in the right way and for the right reason, according to the scriptures. But maybe it is that you were baptized not according to the scriptures. Maybe you were not baptized for the remission of your sins. But I was taught what was necessary, what Peter taught the Jews was necessary, And that what we are taught in the scriptures is also necessary for our obedience, repentance, and baptism. In the name of Jesus Christ, not in the name of any other, there is no other name in which we can be saved. But we are to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. And so I repeated that back to my dad. I told him exactly what I understood from scriptures. And he said, you're ready to be baptized. And in my case, it was a Monday. It wasn't coming down the aisle. It wasn't coming at an altar call, so to speak. But it was calling our preacher and meeting him at the church building where he baptized me for the remission of my sins. And so I understood that. I had been taught that all of my life. I had been taught about the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts chapter 8 and how in verse 36 the Bible tells us that as they went down the road, he and Philip, they came to some water and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and so he commanded the chariot to stand still and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him see from here we have a good understanding of what baptism is 
I knew it wasn't sprinkling on my head. I knew that it wasn't pouring a cup of water on my head. I knew that it involved going down into the water and being baptized, truly baptized, in the right way, in the right manner, and for the right reason. I understood the necessity of Philip understanding and knowing from the eunuch that he believed in Jesus Christ and that he is the Son of God. And so I did those things. I confessed my faith in Christ. I repented of my sins. And I was baptized for the remission of those sins, for the forgiveness of those sins. And these are not the only two conversions that we read of in Scripture. I was also taught about Cornelius in Acts chapter 10, the Philippian jailer of Acts 16, and and several other instances of conversion in Scripture. And at 14, I realized that I too needed to obey the gospel. I don't consider myself a wayward child by any means. Again, I'd been raised in the church. I had been taught from a very early age to be involved. And even as a non-Christian, I was still involved in the church in any way that they would allow me to be. But it helped me to come to the point where I knew that I needed to do something in order to be saved and that I was willing to do just what I needed to do as according to the scriptures. After I obeyed the gospel, I continued in service. I served in the worship services. I waited on the Lord's table. I led singing, which has been uh, one of the, the things that I have loved the most. Uh, maybe with the only exception being preaching, I have loved leading singing all of that time. I began offering and leading prayers in public. I was a Bible class teacher. I taught um, every age at some point or another in my life. I've taught every single age group that there could be to teach, uh, from adults to even the nursery class. Uh, the nursery probably was the, the most challenging for me. Uh, I enjoyed teaching preschool age. Um, that's where I first learned that I had that ability, that I enjoyed doing it, and it's something that I've also done uh, for a very long time. I would basically did whatever I was asked to do and, and still would uh, even today. At the age of 14, I never really saw myself as a preacher. Um, even a little bit later on in my song leading, I remember us uh, hosting a gospel meeting. Some of you may be familiar with the name Tom Holland, uh, not the actor, the preacher. Uh, Tom Holland was very well known in our area, and he came to preach at the Science Hill Congregation for a gospel meeting. Because I was the song leader, the elders invited me to uh, a lot of the dinners that, that they would have whenever they would uh, take him somewhere out to eat. They would also take me and, and would pay for my dinner as well, uh, which is a very kind gesture on their part. So I got to have dinner with Tom Holland on uh, a few different occasions, and I remember him looking across the table at me. I believe it was at Cracker Barrel. 
uh, we had visited uh, the local Cracker Barrel. And I remember him looking at me and asking, have you ever thought about preaching? And I believe I was somewhere about the age of 17 at the time. And I was like, no, not me. I'm a song leader. Song leading is my thing. And and I knew that he loved singing as well. It didn't really occur to me that, that he enjoyed both as well as I did. But I had also been taught the Great Commission. And I knew, uh, again, from a very early age, the importance of spreading the gospel. Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, Jesus said to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. I had been taught how, as according to Mark sixteen sixteen, he who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. I knew the importance of spreading the gospel, and I knew the importance of me doing my part in spreading the gospel. In 2006, I asked our preacher at the time, Brother Tim Mitchell, what he thought about me preaching. And he said that he would talk to the elders about it, and they allowed me the opportunity to preach my first gospel sermon. It was on Father's Day, June 18 of 2006, and I preached a sermon titled, For God So Loved the World, a lesson on the greatest father while we were thinking about fathers in that special time. I have now been preaching for 16 years, a little bit more. Uh, shortly after that, I uh, attended the Middle Tennessee School of Preaching, uh, classes that were held at the Highland Heights Congregation in Lebanon. Uh, our preacher, Brother Mitchell, was uh, teaching a class there, and so I asked him a little bit about it, and, and I decided to attend to uh, more or less hear his lesson. Um, but then I also attended a class after that, and and I continued attending, and I have now been uh, attending uh, ever since then. I graduated in in 2010, um, and, and I began preaching regularly shortly after that uh, at a congregation in Woodbury. And I've now come back to Mars Hill, uh, where I was uh, attending for most of that time that I was attending the preaching school, and here I am preaching. Uh, and it's something that I've come to love. I never imagined myself to be a preacher. Uh, but again, I had been taught that I needed to, to play a part in spreading the gospel anyway that I was able. And especially in preaching, we all preach in some way or another. It may be that you preach lessons uh, by your life, by the way that you live. People know where, whether you're not, whether or not you're a Christian by the way you live, and that's very important. But it's even more important that we be involved in preaching the gospel to those people. It's very important that we understand that I must go into the world and make disciples of all the nations. It's not just about me sending money 
to missionaries and to other preachers to go and do that work for me. But I have friends and family members in my own community that need the gospel. And I have chosen the path that leads me to preach the gospel from the pulpit on a regular basis and to have that opportunity each and every week. And I'm thankful for that opportunity. And I'm thankful for the great examples that I've had leading up to that. And so I do my best to preach this message to the world, to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, that I can teach them to observe the commandments. Friends, if you don't believe, you're not going to be baptized. You're not going to obey the gospel. Belief is first and foremost, and I had the probably one of the greatest backgrounds in believing because I was raised by those who believed, and they taught me to believe as well. But believing, I understood the importance, the necessity of being baptized for the remission of my sins, and I did not want to be lost. And so I obeyed the gospel so that I might not be one of those who didn't obey the gospel, who were not baptized, and who were, in essence, condemned. I believed. I confessed that faith in Christ. And I obeyed the gospel in repentance and baptism. Now, I give you my background in order to bring you to your own story. Are you a Christian? Have you obeyed the gospel? Have you done what is necessary in order to be a Christian? I ask you that very sincerely, and I want you to consider your answer carefully. What is your background? From where do you come? spiritually speaking. Maybe it is that your story is much like mine. Maybe it is that you were raised in the church. Maybe you have believing parents or even grandparents or even great-grandparents. And that's very wonderful if that is the case. And those that have come before us can really Uh, help to show us the way. They can really help to shape our faith and what we believe and what we obey. And I hope that your influences have led you to a knowledge of the Scripture, not just the knowledge, but an obedience to the Scripture as well. Now, it could very well be that your story, like mine, has you in the church, that that you were raised in the church, but maybe you have not yet become a Christian. Maybe you have wandered away from the church, and maybe it is that you need to come back to the church and certainly know that as long as you are willing to come back, that God is willing to receive you. Uh, Again, just as we read in the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, whenever the son did return, the father ran out to meet him. And he received him as a son. Even though the son didn't think that his father would receive him as such, 
He was hoping only to be received as a servant. But his father received him as his son. That's who he was. His father still loved him and cared for him. So maybe it is that you've wandered away and maybe you need to come back and know that you can come back, that God is willing to receive you and your brothers and sisters in Christ are also willing to receive you if that is your need. Were you ever baptized in the first place? Maybe it is that you were raised in the church, but maybe you never obeyed the gospel. Maybe you've known all of your life what you need to do. And certainly, if you've never obeyed the gospel, if you've never put on Christ in baptism for the remission of your sins, then I want to encourage you to do so. But maybe it is that you come from a different background than me. Maybe you were not raised in the church. Maybe you were not raised in the Lord's church. Maybe it is that you were raised in a denomination. And friends, I can tell you from personal experience and and my talking with uh, denominational ministers and, and members of denominations that, and I mean this in a very respectful way, they simply do not teach the truth. It's hard for us to imagine that someone that has a spiritual background of any kind would lead us in a wrong direction, but it is very possible you see, there are those in denominations that do not teach, according to the scriptures, the right way of worshiping God. They do not teach the proper way of obedience. They do not teach baptism for the remission of sins. They teach baptism uh, as something else, oftentimes. Maybe they teach it as um, an outward showing of an inner faith. That wasn't the case with the eunuch. There was no one else to see. Uh, He was baptized because he needed to obey the gospel, because he needed that remission of sins. So certainly his obedience was not an outward showing of an inner faith. That's not what the scriptures teach. Maybe it is that they teach that you do not have to be baptized, that you can be saved by simple prayer. Maybe you say a sinner's prayer. Well, friends, again, I I don't find that in Scripture, and I don't think you will either. And so I want to encourage you to question your conversion. Maybe it is that you were not taught the truth. And certainly, if that is the case, if you realize that you have been taught something other than the truth, then allow me to help you in becoming a Christian in the way that the Bible teaches, not according to the way that I teach or have been taught, but according to the way that the Bible teaches us to obey. Maybe it is that you're raised not in a church at all. Maybe you come from a worldly background. Maybe you have never really understood who God was, or maybe you've never believed in God. Do you know my Jesus? Do you know the one that died on the cross for your sins? Do you know what he did for you? Do you know the greatest act of love that has ever been shown to man? By Jesus himself and giving his own life for us. John 15, 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, than to give his life for his friends. Well, 
Uh, let me tell you, friends, that Jesus gave his life for you. And he asks of us in return obedience. You see, in being baptized, we are, are in a way, representing what Jesus did in dying for us. When we repent of our sins, we are dying as Jesus died on the cross. When we go down into the water of baptism, we are being buried as Jesus was buried in the tomb. And as we come up out of that water, we are being resurrected as Jesus was resurrected from the dead. All of this is taught us in Romans chapter 6. I encourage you to study your Bibles. Make sure that what you've done to become a Christian is according to the Scriptures. Now stick around for a moment. We're going to have a brief break and we're going to come back and I'm going to give you more information about our congregation and the best way for you to contact us. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. On behalf of myself and the Mars Hill Church of Christ, we thank you for joining us. We hope you will be back with us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. right here on the Gospel Radio Network at tgrn.org. If you would like to contact us, our phone number is 615-203-3637. If you would like to find out more about our congregation, our website is www.marshillcoc.org. Our email address is marshillcoc at gmail.com. And if you would like to contact us the old-fashioned way, our address is 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee, 37037. If you are in our area, we would love to meet you in person. Our service times are 9 a.m. for Bible study and 10 a.m. for worship on Sunday mornings. Thank you again for joining us, and until we meet again, may God bless you.